0: Hey, I'm Dr. Drew and you're listening to Drilled with Dr. Brady Podcast.
1: and gentlemen, welcome to the Drilled with Dr. Brady podcast. We got a really special guest today, real special guest, yeah,
0: really, really, really
1: special, really real
0: <laughs> guys.
1: Uh, he is uh, my neighbor, he is my friend, he is a dentist, and he's fantastic. And he is who I modeled my hair after. So uh, think about that. Um, perfectly coiffed hair. That is probably the most important. Dr. Qualifier. Greg Gillespie, welcome to the program. Uh, say hello to everybody.
0: Hey, everybody. This is super fun to be on. I'm, I'm honored. Not, not just as a, a hair enthusiast yeah. or proponent, but um, right. also as a dentist. So that is good. But we could go any direction, really, that you want.
1: Either hair or dentistry. We could choose. Yeah, either way. We could go either way on that. Uh, no, listen, This for those who are listening um, who are non-dentists, this is going to be more of a dentist-themed episode. We are going to talk today about bonus systems and how we do it because it's kind of a theme that like, a lot of dentists are interested in. Uh, they like to implement bonus systems. How do we bonus and incentivize our staff? So we're going to be talking about that. If you want to tune out, tune out. Let's do the secret hey, word hey, hey, right away.
0: Hey, I don't know they you need to tune out. I'm going to have plenty of good stuff that right. they might want to listen to. So yeah, like, hold off on t- tuning out. I mean, you can. Th- I will share things today Yeah, that are applicable to all parts of your Life-changing life. Life-changing information, I mean, you might so say. Just hang on about tuning out. And, I mean, if you want to hear the secret word, you might as well wait. Right. Or just tune out. Either way. It's, it's totally <laughs> Either cool. Way. <laughs> Either way, guys. Uh, let's
1: <laughs> let's get the secret word out of the way. Some people just listen. They want to get the secret word. They like fast forward. They keep on looking for it. So let's just do it right now. Uh, listen, secret word. Uh, first person to email the secret word to drilledpodcast at gmail.com is going to get 500 bucks wow. of free dentistry towards whatever you need. Um. Uh, what's the secret word? Greg, Dr. Gillespie, would you like to offer us? A secret word.
0: <laughs> uh, I'd love to. Uh, you know, it has to do with tonight, and because I ate it tonight and I love it. And his secret word is guacamole.
1: Oh, guacamole. That's, I, that's nice. Man, when you say it, it sounds so good. Guacamole. Guacamole. <laughs> okay. Um, listen, first person to email the word a guacamole to drillpodcast at gmail.com gets $500 of free dentistry. Remember, if you can't use it yourself, you can gift it to somebody else. We allow that, so it's awesome. And I'll tell you what, it's really cool when people do decide to gift it because, man, the people that I get coming in who uh, got gifted this are, like, way more stoked than, like, anybody else. Absolutely. They're like, I can't believe this even exists. This is awesome, fantastic. They're, like, in a jam, and they need help, and uh, so it's a lot of fun. So if you like to gift this to someone, it it, uh, it means a lot, and I, I know that because I talk to the people who get get it gifted to them. Um, hold on just a second.
0: I think this idea of gifting is pretty amazing. Uh, you know, I I had a patient who was in and she just finished an implant on one of her front teeth. And so she'd been missing a tooth, right? It broke off at the gum line. Could you imagine smiling and not having one of your front teeth? No. And I, it's bad news. And so, you know, we created a temporary for her while the implant was healing and then, and we finished it and she was, you know, thrilled that she had a front tooth again. And she said, you know what, I have this woman at my church and she, there is no way she can afford to have an implant. Right. And she walks around super happy, but I know that she hates it because she's missing her front tooth. She's walking around with no front tooth. It's gone.
1: Greg, if I had to mortgage my home, yeah,
0: I, I know, I
1: know I would do that. I mean, that's the thing is that there's such a difference in value, right? So like, if I woke up tomorrow with, like, my two front teeth missing, let's just say just gone, just gone, uh, how, how, it, is it $100,000? Fine. I'll pay it. Whatever. It, the first thing you do. Yeah. First thing I do. What? How much is it? I don't care. Like, I'll pay it. And Like, you got to have teeth. And you so got to have it.
0: So she, after experiencing this and then seeing someone else who couldn't do it, yeah. she said, hey, Dr. Gray, can we work together to get her a tooth? I'm like, absolutely. Totally. So she gifted her a front tooth that's awesome and the experience that we had together with that patient i mean just from what that, that woman who didn't have it and who couldn't afford it and the amount of emotion that came mm-hmm. in that process was really incredible
1: that's super cool so. listen we're hitting you in the feels right off the bat here <laughs> so get prepared um uh, ladies and gentlemen uh so dr greg gillespie is a general dentist i am uh, you you dabble in some specialties. You dabble a little bit in the oral surgery. I do. You dabble in the cosmetic. I think cosmetics should be
0: its own specialty. How do you feel about that? Yeah. I wonder if I'm alone in that. You think cosmetics should be its own specialty? Here's why I think it should be its own specialty is because so many dentists who don't know anything about cosmetic dentistry act like... They can like, claim it. Absolutely. I'm a cosmetic and, dentist. And Boom. they're like, oh, yeah, I, I do it. And yeah. yet, as I've gone deeper into that field... Only then have I realized how much I didn't know right. about cosmetic dentistry, even when I started to say, oh, yeah, I do cosmetics. But now that I do so much of it, yeah. now I'm like, oh, my. Yes, there should be because th- I also see. There should now, be a gatekeeper. There, there should be because now. Yeah. Now I'm also redoing a lot of cases from other dentists, from people who are okay. dissatisfied. Yeah. And I look at some of that work and I'm like, no, 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 no. If there were a specialty, they would know No, no, this is not the way you approach this case. Yeah. And so, I'm with you. I do think there should be a specialty. That doesn't mean, again, like in dentistry, we can all go down specialties. But there should be a specialty. Because there should be a standard of care that you're held to. That's what it is. Like, if
1: you're going to pull wisdom teeth out, you have to be held to the standard of an oral surgeon. Or else you don't have any business doing that. Amen. Uh, Breaking news, I just became a cosmetic dentist just now. Uh, Just now. Do you want
0: me to sign your diploma?
1: Yes. (laughs) I just, I'm I'm a, ladies and gentlemen... I am now Dr. Brady Smith, uh, cosmetic dentist extraordinaire. <laughs> I don't know what qualifies me for that. I've done a veneer, so pff, there's that. Okay, listen. Um, we're going to be talking about how we incentivize people. We're going to be talking about um, what what strategies we've used, why dentists struggle with this, why some people are turned off by certain methods, why certain methods may not work, may not be the most effective, kind of how to implement strategies to uh, incentivize staff, I think that we might be able to justify that this might be something that's applicable to anybody who's in a management situation. I'd agree. Right? Anyone who's an employer. Maybe even if you're an employee, you can send these ideas to your employer.
0: <laughs> they probably need some help.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Say, hey, here's how you, you can incentivize me. Uh, I've tried a lot of things. I'm going to start off by sharing an experience. In dental school, I remember having a, a course— And it was under the um, umbrella of ethics. We had some ethics courses. We had this like clinical psychologist who taught most of the courses, uh, and his name was Dr. Bruce Peltier. And he taught most of these courses and kind of taught us like ethics of dentistry, what you should do, what you shouldn't do, the do no harm, do no harm type stuff. And he had a guest come in who was a dentist, who was a retired dentist, but he said he had this amazing like bonus structure that he said worked fantastic. And what it was is he would come in on certain intervals, like every two weeks. I, I don't know. It might have been every month. And he would get a certain amount of money in $1 bills. And not, it's not going where you think it's going to go. But with $1 bills, <laughs> oh. he would, I, a couple hundred bucks. So just tons of okay. ones, right? He'd lay them on a table. Everyone would sit around certain a circle, all the staff. And he'd have a pair of dice. And you'd roll the dice. And whatever you roll, you get that much money. And then if oh, you roll
0: like if you roll a six, you get six dollars? Yeah.
1: Yeah. And if you roll doubles, you get to go again. All uh-huh. right. So uh, and as many times as you roll doubles. And I thought, oh that sounds cool. I remember in dental school, I was like, Oh, that's neat. I made a note. Remember this. Implement this. So sure enough, fast forward to when I am in a position of authority to put something out there. I'm like, Hey, let's try this idea. I heard this in dental school, I thought it was I thought it'd be working. I thought it would work awesome. Totally backfired. Everyone hated it. I was the least favorite person <laughs> in the entire office. Here's what happened. We had this temp girl who was there for like three days. All it took was her rolling a 12 twice in a row. She rolled double sixes, 12 bucks. She rolled another double sixes, 12 bucks. 24 bucks is what she got. And like my veteran, like most valuable employees were rolling like threes and seven. And this temp walks away with like 60 bucks that day. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> right. And and so my veterans walk away with like seven dollars. So, uh, man, it was so unpopular. Wait, how did how did you know it was unpopular? Oh, they all were. like I could tell they were all like I, you can just see it in their eyes
0: when they're like, this is stupid. <laughs> so as it was going, it was unpopular. It wasn't just at the end. Yeah, it was as it was happening. Oh, definitely. You're thinking this is going to be so much fun. And they're thinking this is the dumbest thing ever.
1: Right. And it's so unfair. And here's the thing. I spent like 500 real dollars for everyone to hate me. <laughs> like, that's what I got for my money. So I was like, this isn't going to work. How do we uh, how do we do this? Uh, so therein started my journey into how do you do this?
0: Wait, was was that the bonus system for the year? Was that the only bo- <laughs> 500 bucks for the whole year?
1: That's right. You know, at the time, I thought I would do it every month, but literally it was a one-and-done type of thing because of the immense dissatisfaction amongst my crew. Now, maybe I just had a bad crew. It's possible. It definitely is possible. Um, but it just was, like, so obvious that, like, uh, I can't make everyone happy here I, because I can't have it that someone rolls a three. Sure. It's just chance, right? It's not based on merit. Yeah. Yeah. So it it was it was fun. It's like a playful, charming game. But what it boils down to is that people individually started saying, "Well, I'm more valuable than what this number I just rolled is." Sure. And this is dumb, and I'm just pissed. Like this is like they're like I'm worth more than this. So it was it was super obvious. Like I couldn't keep doing that. So I had to start thinking of new things. So I looked at podcasts and I, uh, you know, talked to other dentists and emailed people and texted my friends. I was like, what do you guys do? What do you do? What do you do? So I started this road on this thing that doesn't work. Have you ever had a system? Do you have any systems that you have like abandoned? Because for you, they didn't work. Have you like been evolving like a similar system since you started? Did you inherit a system that kind of already was working? Where where have, you, where, have you gone, where have you gone that doesn't work or hasn't worked for you?
0: Yeah, that's a, that's a great question. And, uh, you know, Brady, you, you started your own practice. I inherited mine from my dad and my uncle, right?
1: Yeah, let me put a caveat on that. I, I started a franchise that has like a template business model, so I kind of adopted a bit. I do start my businesses from scratch. Like right. I start with zero patients, so that's true. But I do have like a, a, a skeleton structure of how to do things. But not, not
0: a bonus. But say, bo- but bonuses aren't. No, included. no,
1: bonus systems are not like part. That, that is a. If you're going to do that within the franchise of Comfort Dental, you're doing that on your at your own discretion. Yeah,
0: definitely. Okay. So, so you know, I inherited a lot of a lot a lot of um, some good things and some not as good things. Yeah. Right. And systems in place. Absolutely. And, yeah. and you have uh, staff that have been there for years on years. Right. So they definitely. kind of expect certain things that have been done. For a long time, for good or for bad, yeah, right. And um, I think what I what I abandoned was once I was um, a partner in the practice. What we decided is that I decided to to abandon the things that were not clear, right. So I can remember, I I, I can remember having an Excel spreadsheet that I was in charge of, where we were running numbers to try to figure out what was that line. Where we would start bonusing on the monthly, and then what percentage of over that line were people getting, and I was confused almost every month okay. of what that sure. total would be. Sure. And so in the end, the staff members, I mean, it was like almost like a it was a surprise. Like, oh, that's my bonus. Like no one really knew what it would be every month, and mm-hmm. uh, they would say, I mean, you know, the doctors would say, oh, you guys got a bonus. And they were like, okay, great. So they knew something was coming, but they didn't know exactly what was coming. Yeah. And I, I was, it was for years this way, but I yeah. was the junior one and I was just kind of doing what was being done. And uh, so it it had to do with production, which is usually a pretty standard line, but we can talk about that more in a yeah. bit. But it had to do with the production of the practice per the month. And Production it, or collections? It, well, so ours was on production. Oh, wow. So, it, yeah. So. There are some number, right, production or collections. Ours happen to be on production. Okay. Um, and that, uh, right. So now we can talk about whether or not it should be on production or collection. Yeah, for those who right? don't
1: know, production and collection are two different things. If I do a crown for $1,000, I produce $1,000. But if they have insurance, I don't collect $1,000 um, until the insurance pays me or the patient pays me that money. Then I collect the $1,000 that I produce. So often dental practices... Don't collect what they produce; they overproduce because the insurance screws you, or whatever. They say they're going to pay a thousand; they pay nine hundred. So you get—that
0: would would actually be really nice, right? Right.
1: (laughs) But but you get what I'm saying. So for those who are unfamiliar, those are two terms in dentistry that we uh, we dentists focus on a lot. Collections are what you actually bring in. Production, money in the the bank. Yep. Production is going to be maybe potential collections, right? If I produce it. I should have the potential to collect it but let's say you know I put someone on a payment plan and they don't pay it uh, you know then I I'm out I produced it but I didn't collect it so it, these are two different terms to deal with yeah, so that's actually Sorry. probably something we but, should
0: we should discuss maybe maybe further is the idea of production or collection but what I abandoned was the confusion if you yeah. want if you want to just put it in a nutshell, I abandoned confusion yeah because it wasn't that's a great way of putting it. It wasn't clear, mm-hmm. right? Uh, I'm a pretty big Brene Brown fan. I'm not sure if you've read any or listened to any of her stuff, but she... What's, what's the name? Brene Brown. Bernay? Brene? Brene. Brunet. B-R-E-N-E. Like a... Brene. Brene. Okay. Yeah. I was going to say
1: like a brunette, but that's not right. Nope, not it's like a... not a, a br- brunette. Nope. nope, like a <laughs> Brene. Brene Brown. All right. Uh, I'm not nope. a real doctor, everybody, so just so, keep that in mind.
0: So she is a... Um, uh, maybe a um, uh, social scientist, maybe you could say, like okay. a philosopher. Uh, she's she has some. She does a lot of um, like this social um, understanding, awareness, okay, and then implementing that into business. Okay? okay, so like her first book is called "Daring Greatly," and it's about um, uh, it's really about uh, vulnerability. Uh, I've it's heard, it's I've yeah. I've heard of that. It's I a think. it's a pretty big. It's I pretty popular it. right now. Yeah. But I'm I'm a huge, huge fan. And one of one of the things that she says, in in one of her more recent books called Dare to Lead, is that clarity is kind. And when you think about yeah. that, that like just that. just that alone, that concept, clarity is kind that when you implement that, it is kind to you, it's kind to others, it's kind to the practice, it is kind because when you adopt clarity, then it allows um, transparency, it allows understanding, it allows um, motivation because you know exactly what you are going for. So this idea of clarity is kind is a big motivator for me in whatever I'm gonna do with the team, especially when it comes to bonuses, Mm -hmm. is being clear how you can bonus because and and for those who don't know bonuses in many uh industries is almost what people consider as part of their salary
1: definitely we're going to get into this too because there's uh most dentists are deathly afraid i should say most many dentists are very afraid of something becoming or being considered standard oh yeah expected league you can be legally held to it sure if someone were to be fired or laid uh, off. It's or a huge, it's
0: a huge topic.
1: So this is this is something that Dennis struggle with. So Dennis would love some kind of miracle system that's like clear, but not standard. Yeah, absolutely. Right. That would be like yep the perfect ideal.
0: Yeah. When you flip when you flip it on the other side,
1: mm-hmm.
0: when you interview, and I'm sure you've seen this too, people come in and they expect that bonus systems are going to be a part of what they are earning. Yeah. I mean, they expect, okay, here's my base salary, and then I expect a bonus in some form throughout the year. I mean, even if they don't know what it is, they're still expecting it. I, yeah. I rarely have an employee who has been hired who doesn't expect some type of bonus. In fact, we just hired a, um, some new employees uh, since the shutdown, and one of them at their 90 days said, okay, so now do I qualify for bonuses? That was like one of the very first questions yeah. that she asked. And so it, it's a very expected thing by employees. And I would say in many industries, not just dentistry. 100%. 100%.
1: So I would say, um, I would say most dentists have a bonus system. Yeah, I, I'd agree. I would say very few. I don't know any that don't. I'm sure they're out there. Um, and I'm sure it's like super annoying for the staff who work for those dentists. But uh, yeah, so let's talk about your system. You let's talk about Gillespie Dental, uh, located on McGillivray Boulevard yeah. in Vancouver, Washington. Yes, thank you. It's a very long-standing practice it's 80, a, since 1982. It's a great location, great location. Um, and uh, what kind of bonus system do the employees of Gillespie Dental get to benefit from? Well, let's talk about it. It's let's get into it. It's great that you ask. Um and I'm going to share my system too. So we're going to be able to compare a couple different systems and what what works well, what doesn't
0: work well. Uh so th- in going into creating a bonus system, there has to be clarity, mm-hmm. right? Going back to what's clear uh, about what you're trying to measure and what you're trying to improve. Right, because um It it can't just be we're looking to make money, Mm -hmm. right? Because dentists, there is this um, crazy feeling like dentists just want to make more and more money, and yes, and there are dentists out there who are like that, and the patients feel it definitely, right? This the treatment plans that are kind of nickel and diamond. You like, oh, you know, Uh, I'd say
1: patients feel it even when that's not the case. Patients are hypersensitive to thinking they're getting screwed or price gouging or or things like that for sure patients are like they're hyper alert to to costs or feeling bamboozled in any way
0: yeah and yeah. but on top of that even when you have a, a staff that you feel like is on board they also sometimes think that you know the dentist is is definitely out there to make the money and so if they don't have a a good clear bonus system you know, then they feel like, oh, the dentist is just taking home all of the extra.
1: Right. And, uh, let me add to this and tell me what you think about this. I think it's death to a practice if your staff think that about you. Because if your staff think that about you, like you're only yeah. in front of the money, if the, the staff's referrals, good or bad, like dentists need to understand you need your staff on your side. Like you got to have staff sticking up for you bragging about you to patients because when you leave the room and you explain a procedure like your staff is like hey he does so many of these he's like the best i had one of i had an implant done by him myself he did he did my crown look how awesome this looks or whatever i thought it was going to be painful it wasn't oh my gosh you sell for sure so much treatment i mean like so having staff on your side having staff against you is like they're not bragging about you um you know they're not trying to help you they're not helping you self treatment and and they're telling their friends and family too like yeah. oh man this guy's just a greedy sob
0: right so j- exactly to my point here is that you have to understand what are you trying to achieve yeah uh i mean this is making a little bit longer but in the for the last number of years i'm also a big simon sinek fan um, i know that one yeah he's, he's pretty big deal yeah I, I actually flew down to la to see him live um, just a couple months ago, back in February, right before COVID hit. And it was incredible. Really? It was, yeah, it was, it was incredible. He is so inspiring. That's awesome. And uh, so I'm a pretty big disciple, you know, read, read all of his books and decided to really almost bet my entire practice on, on this idea of starting with why and having a, a really clear purpose of what you're doing. Now, along, along those same lines, I was with Brene Brown. Right, this idea of vulnerability, being yeah. totally open about what you're doing. And Gregory McEwen, when he writes about essentialism, like what is what is really essential? Because oftentimes, I'm sure it's in your practice in our lives, there are so many things that seem important that the essential things basically never become essential because so many other things garner mm-hmm. our attention. Yeah. Right. So they take away with the things that are actually essential. And so you end up doing a lot of maybe a lot of good things, but you never end up actually achieving what you're going after because it's not essential. Right. And so the idea behind a practice and a bonus system where I'm going is that if you know what is the most important, then you can always move in that direction. And so your bonus system and everything you should be doing has to be clear to yourself, first and foremost, yeah. and then to your team and also to the patients. They need to feel it. And it's something that can definitely be felt, and so when you have clarity, of pa- what patients the,
1: don't get bonus though. We don't yeah. get patients bonus. <laughs> they don't. They don't participate. They don't reap the benefits.
0: They they bonus in the smile. Does Gillespie do give the patients
1: a a, a dollar? <laughs> All your patients get a dollar if we hit a certain amount. That'd be a great idea.
0: No, but we do allow them to uh, donate to our nonprofit, and so they feel cool. like they bonus because what our real purpose is is uplifting others, right? So that if they want to participate in this. Feeling their bonuses through dopam- dopamine, you know, when the hit that they get by, yeah. by gifting, like we talked about. Yeah. So, um, so in our effort, right, we are we are really about doing a the greater good. Like we're we're about goodness, so that others can be uplifted. Something above ourselves, outside of ourselves, right? We're not going to be the greatest dentist. I mean, I I'd love to think that I am, but I'm not. There side are- side note:
1: Greg Gillespie is a fantastic dentist. Don't even <laughs> don't even start to believe the modesty uh here he is fantastic and uh there will be no debate about that continue thank you you're welcome
0: but this but the idea that maybe we could um move together to uplift others could be a, a bigger a bigger player right because okay. what what is you know where performance is measured performance improves right you you got that whole idea so how, do, how are we going to measure this now that's where it comes into play. This is what I want to know. I right? want to, how do you measure it? How
1: do you motivate your staff to work towards that? How do you what do you have to dangle to get these worker bees doing their worker jobs?
0: So I think that um, what we what we've come up with and what we've been doing for a while is that it's it's kind of split into three categories because everyone kind of has different roles. Right. But there's a, a, a whole unity where this idea of where is our break even point where we feel like we can share when there's enough money coming in. Yeah. We can share the profits with everybody else. Yeah. So it's, there's clear that there's a that baseline number, whatever that is for the mm-hmm. month. Right. Whichever, however we base that Um with the number of hours everyone's working versus
1: well most dentists should know their break-even point most (gasps) dentists should know hey i have fixed costs my payroll is this much my rent is this much you know i spend forty thousand dollars a month i spend sixty thousand eighty and that's going to vary from practice to practice but you're going to have that number that's what you're saying so you identify that number first right and you're saying when i get beyond that
0: now everyone is eligible for the bonus
1: now there's something we might be able to Throw some throw some scraps around,
0: right? So we and yeah. it it could be on a monthly. We we're doing it on a monthly basis. Same. And um, so once you once you're in the eligible category, right? Mm-hmm. Then there are a couple of things that um, either everybody can get, right? Or as smaller teams, like as assistants or individual assistants or the front office staff or the hygiene, mm-hmm. can, they can also get. Yeah. And I think that uh it breaks down even further to being able to measure what those things are for the hygienists is probably the easiest, right? Because they have some very easy measurables. If it just comes to the production of what they are doing, it's harder for them to collect because they they don't have any influence on whatever they collect. So for them, the production bonus, uh, according to what, you know, what their goals are, an hourly production, whether, if they are hitting an hourly production and then, For the month, if they are over that, then they get a percentage of what they're over. So that's one form of bonus for the hygienists themselves because they are producers in the office. So for those of you who don't know, there are producers and non-producers in the office. The producers are the doctors and the hygienists. They directly affect the income that comes into the practice. And so for those who are producers, there's a different set of bonus structures for those people because they specifically can alter what comes into the practice themselves
1: exactly right and I think this comes to if if you're just gonna bonus your here's the problem here's a here's a system that I would never adopt some kind of system that bonuses everybody on just a hey if we collect $150,000 in a month we're gonna throw everyone a hundred bucks hundred bucks because you got dental assistants sterile techs people that you know don't handle phone calls can't really drive collections don't really contribute
0: and aren't able to but also aren't even contributing even if you have a bad attitude or people that you know you're like do they really deserve a bonus now you're just giving everybody blanket bonus right
1: but there are definitely people who contribute um more yeah, absolutely. There's differences and, and, and that should be prioritized in a certain way. I think they should be prioritized and a bonus system should reflect Exactly. that kind of you know, that kind of contribution. So um so you have some numbers in mind. So the hygienists get bonus a certain way. According based to on production. Their production. You've developed a system where they have a certain amount they got to This is our break even point essentially. Anything over that, they're going to get a percentage of
0: that. So the yeah, so the hygienists have a an hourly goal. Mm -hmm. So they take their number of hours that they work per month. Mm -hmm. And if their numbers, their production numbers are over that hourly goal, then they get a certain percentage of everything that's over that hourly goal. Now there's a big difference. I don't hire hygienists. Uh, That makes it more difficult to bonus hygienists. It actually makes it easier. Uh, (laughs) What? Yeah, because you don't have to bonus hygienists. I got the
1: most amazing hygiene bonus system. You don't even know. It's
0: amazing, but I don't have any hygienists to share it with. So, (laughs) But that sucks. way, but so that way every individual hygienist can bonus according to their uh, specific production for themselves.
1: Oh, so if you have higher producing hygienists, they'll bonus at a higher rate. That's exactly right. Yeah, yeah. Does that ever create disharmony? So, uh, between the hygiene team? Jealousy, like does, you know, or do, does the hygiene team accept that it's merit-based? Yes.
0: They do. Yep. Yeah. They should. Yeah that that one actually is very little debate. Very little debate. Because everyone knows everyone has the same. Yeah, she produced X amount, she get she earned it. She a- did the work. And we talk about as a team, you know, what what are they doing that I'm not doing if we're not making bonus? Not mm. but the idea is that are you approaching comprehensive care the same way that a hygienist is, right? We're not trying to put it in what are you, what are you selling? Right. Because yeah. when you look at the hygienist that's producing the most, you're like, she doesn't feel like a salesman. Like when you sit with her and you listen to her, it doesn't feel like she's selling you anything. But the thing is, is that she is more comprehensive in her care. Yeah. Right. So she is looking at the patient more comprehensively than maybe others are, where they're maybe just getting through the appointment versus mm-hmm. someone who is spending more time with the patient. And so the idea now goes back to clarity of uplifting others. In fact, when she is actually actively listening to the patient for what the patient wants, She doesn't waste her time in trying to sell things, right? She's just always uplifting the patient. And what happens is that she's producing way more than what she normally would.
1: And you have probably lesser producing individuals who are looking at the higher producing individuals and maybe hopefully being incentivized to learn what they're doing to increase their own bottom line, which increases the practice's harmony and productivity as well. Right. What about people in your practice who wouldn't be considered producers like a dental assistant, how how do they share in bonuses under your system?
0: Yeah, that's a great question. And uh, have you are you familiar with the book traction? Have you or have you heard about that? I don't know what books are. So so this is a so, this is right. also for found in audiobooks where you can actually listen oh, to Oh, I it. know what audiobooks are. Yeah, so Definitely. it's in that form. So th- this book traction is kind of like a, a I, don't, I don't read so good. Uh, a book about kind of a small business, um, organization. Okay. And it's it's pretty you know it's it's not like a an uncommon theme, but this idea of if you have a a yearly or a five year or a ten year goal, you can break it down into a five year plan or a three year plan, or plan a one year plan, reverse 90, engineer that right that right to, ni- to ninety days, and instead of trying to do everything in ninety days, okay, if if we want to uplift others, one of the things that we need to do is be better on the phone calls. We need to be a little bit you know so in the front. Maybe the front office, if she, if Lori is in charge of phone calls, maybe it's going to be a call conversion of how many new patients schedule from from the phone calls, right? So she can we can talk about what that what that number would be for her, yeah. and she is looking for in the next ninety days, you know, what where can she make the improvements on? Okay, and so then she can set something that's very measurable because we feel like as you get better on the phones, you improve the patient experience and then you will be bonused on that thing. Phone calls are crucial.
1: Yeah. The phone I, is whew, it's the first gatekeeper.
0: I, the phone, you know, we we talk about it all the time. Such
1: an important role. It's such an important role.
0: Dude. And, and so yeah. I I mean why not why not bonus on something you want to improve for the patient's experience, right? You want patients to feel better when they're on the phones and so if she can have that kind of conversion factor, that that improvement on the phones, why should she not be bonused about that? 100% agree so something very measurable for her to do right and then Mm -hmm.
1: someone who is on so does gillespie dental actually give a bonus for new patient conversions from phone calls uh for for lori is that a metric that you actually say hey if you hit this many you're gonna get a little little cheddar cheese that's exactly right yeah that's awesome that's
0: really cool so you have a measurable right um in because it shows a desire to learn a big thing for us, right, is how much do you want to change? How much you want to improve? How much you want to grow? Yeah. And so our bonuses are growth based. Yeah. Right. If you want to grow, if you want to improve yourself, then you should be bonus for that.
1: And it tells your staff what you value. Uh, right. So you obviously, if they're paying you money to convert phone calls into butts and in seats, then that's obviously what they value, and they and all of a sudden that that rubs off on them as like. Oh, this is, this is the important, this is uh, one of the important metrics is how many new patients are we getting, which is, you know, part of the lifeblood of a, of a dental practice is new patients and recall. Those are the two big areas where you're going to be getting all your work done. So yep. you got to have those two things
0: hitting on all cylinders. Definitely. Uh, here's, that's interesting. Uh, okay. Here's another, I mean, I, I know it gets a little crazy, but we want, we've been really struggling over the past number of years to get team members bought in on their responsibilities within, within the practice. Yeah if you have a really good team everyone's got to do things and maybe people don't understand in dentistry you are doing dentistry most of the day mm-hmm. and so for a back office staff it's hard to find time to do the other things because you're doing dentistry so much of the day yeah but all the other things to make a business run you still have to do and so understanding that there are those things that you have to do um we're, we're creating uh for example who's gonna be over let's put somebody over laboratories instead of just the doctor communicating with the lab why don't we have an assistant who is over laboratory function you could, you could call them a laboratory czar well, yeah I guess we should implement that term
1: I mean I like the word czar
0: I mean think about I don't it sounds
1: super important <laughs> it does. it's got a silent C there are no words that have silent Cs. That's true. This is, this is important. Okay. But let's go for I like where you're going with this. I gotta, you got you you a lab which takes away a ton of time. You got to communicate with the lab all the time, so you have one person who's kind of in
0: charge of that. I mean, think about how many I laboratories, like. and I don't know how many you use, but in, in a general practice, in a, in a general practice that is as busy as we are, so we do orthodontics, and we do yeah. cosmetics, and we do implants, and we do you know regular crowns in your everyday. So we have like four four labs generally that we're working with yeah. all the time. So coordination of all of those cases coming and going. So for a patient if you're listening, right? This idea of getting your whatever needs to come back to our office on time mm-hmm. is a very choreographed synchronous uh, event. It's a circus to make happen.
1: It's a circus that's a well a well-oiled machine
0: just kind of hits it all the time. And if you want your crown to look right, you should have photographs that are yeah. going to the lab, right? Up and all of these different things.
1: It's like Cirque du Soleil, when you're seeing all these like acrobatic things going on, and you're like, man, if one thing goes wrong, it's catastrophic. So to to orchestrate that is kind of like a like a like a symphony of just all these things coming together to make it happen.
0: Exactly. So why not bonus somebody to allow that patient experience to feel better, right? Because guess what? No one likes no one likes a phone call from the front office that says, you know what. Your case isn't going to be back on time. Can we move your appointment to another day? Yeah. Like, what is worse than having to change someone else's schedule because it's not back on time? I mean, it's it's an inconvenience to them. You're trying to find another day. You know, where are you going to put them? What time of the day? All these different things. So No, it sucks. I mean, people have babysitters, uh, multiple, multiple schedules being altered. Mm -hmm. So the idea of the number of crowns that are seated on time. And that's a bonus metric. Exactly at Gillespie Dental because it's something that can oh, be measured. Okay,
1: okay. See, this is this is this is new stuff. This is really cool. This is really cool. I don't bonus on that at all. Maybe I should. No, we'll get to my system in a second. But and so it's clear for that person, right? Because it's what. They but that's can, only a one person gets that gets access to that bonus.
0: Correct. But, right, and so we have this for everybody in different ways. Okay. Because the the business our business is so so we have three doctors. Yeah. We have twenty employees. Mm-hmm. Right, and if you like what you said if you just give blanket bonuses to everybody what what are they really trying to do to make a difference yeah so if you yeah. can yeah. if you can give them clarity on what can they do yeah. to make a difference how can how are they uplifting others in their sphere how does what they do affect the role and the flow of the office a patient's experience does that does, that, does it have merit yeah and so if you can find things specifically to bonus them on,
1: okay, so you have an assistant that is in charge of making sure cases get back on time. Yes. Is there situations where their bonus is affected by things beyond their ability to control? for example, lab screws it up, let's say. lab screws it up.
0: it's It's a great point right
1: are, are they are they here's here's what I'm always thinking about. I'm trying to think of like a dentist. Uh, what, what could go wrong, right? What is, uh, what is we, bound
0: to happen? We give them a window. You give them a window. they
1: have a little, a little, a little bit of a range. Yeah.
0: But, but the reality is, is that even with all of those happening, right? You get a percentage and what's something that we agree upon together with the teammate. Like, what is that? What sounds reasonable? What's, where, what? where we want to improve upon? What is our actual rate right now? Yeah. Right. What's the window there with a couple of days or whatever it is. Right. How often are they being rescheduled? Right there, there are different things that they can do to make an effect, and and that's the whole idea for no. me. For me, a bonus is something particular that they are going above and beyond what their normal thing is. It is a bonus.
1: That's super. That's super interesting. Um, we're gonna we're gonna roll back around to that point because there's another point I wanna I wanna piggyback off of for that. Um, okay, so what about like your patient care coordinators? Yeah. Is there a is is there also some kind of like just a, pure collections. Everyone gets patient care coordinators are like what, how are how are they um, how are they bonus in your system?
0: As far as uh, are we talking about like a treatment coordinator or someone off of? I mean, okay. So you, everyone, have,
1: you you mentioned you have a Lori who takes some phone calls. Yes, and is she the only one who takes phone calls?
0: No, but she is the primary one on the phones. Okay, so
1: uh, to me, a patient care co- coordinator would be a treatment yeah a treatment coordinator. Sure. Uh, anyone who takes phone calls, reception yeah. of some someone who, even a greeter, someone who comes in and says hi as soon as someone comes in. Do you have someone like that?
0: Yeah, so so maybe we're now we're getting into a little more nebulous, uh, yeah. some some things that might be harder to measure. Yeah. Right? So here's where it comes into play, and in maybe they're working with a, a team lead or someone who is working with them. Let's say someone who's new, who's a greeter, right, or who is, is doing some, some pretty big um, basic things, yeah, right. Our objective still is that they are uplifting others, teammates and the front office team, right okay. And so maybe we just want to improve what their um what their demeanor is like in the front office, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, and so maybe we get together with the team and we talk about what are some things that you want to work on um in the next ninety days type thing, right? what 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 are some things you actually want to work on? Uh, to improve your demeanor towards others as they come into the office,
1: you will ask that your your employee that question. Yeah, and then right try, so, try to base something around what they right where they want to, where
0: they want to improve, and then maybe they have someone that holds them accountable. Meaning, like we have a assistant manager who's sitting right next to her, and they kind of work on those things, and then she gives feedback, and then she helps qu- the, that qualifier for the bonus. Yeah, and so that one's a little bit more nebulous, but also something that they're working on doing. And what are the things that specifically they have been trying to do? The uh, the irony of this is is that you're thinking, Oh, that's way too hard to measure. But oftentimes once you actually put in place what you are trying to measure, it's actually a lot easier because you can see pretty quickly, do they know what they're trying to do? Yeah. Are they actively trying to do it? And the objective isn't to penalize someone to not get the bonus. It's you want them to be growing.
1: Well, you yeah, you should have a bonus system where you want them to bonus.
0: Right. Absolutely. Like because whatever it your bonus everything.
1: whatever your bonus system is, it should be it benefits them, but it benefits you the most. Absolutely. That's what I think. So, okay. So let me let me throw some ideas. But well,
0: I'd love to hear what you have. I mean, yeah. the, these are also pretty radical. I mean, I wouldn't say that many dentists are this specific in doing it because it's hard. So that would be
1: my only, I don't want to say criticism.
0: No, you can say criticism.
1: Fine. This is how I would criticize you. <laughs> um no, I would say yeah, it's just listen, if you have 20 employees and each employee is like, "Hey, here's how I want to measure your growth." That could be 20 different ways you're yep. you're bonusing potentially, which is 20 different calculations you got to make at the end of the month, and it's 20 different things that you got to do, and 20 different people who are like it's not fair. So, uh that would be my only criticism is that there's a lot of but man, does it have the potential for growth? Definitely, because you have every single person who's hitting on the if you get all those people hitting on the right cylinders, man, that's like my lab cases are like 100% always on time. My phone calls are boom, 100% always converting, you know, and that's going to always convert to your numbers overall, which is what we really care about. Is there any system, is there any person who bonuses based purely on a collection number in your office then? Uh, Does that
0: exist? Th- it's just the qualifier.
1: Okay. We don't bonus until we hit this number. That's correct. Once we hit this number, now you open the are eligible for the bonus. Now you're eligible to start cranking and get a bonus. Okay. So here's what I decided a long time ago with my own personal system. My own personal system um, is that uh, it can't just be collections. I can't just say, "Hey, if we collect hundred thousand dollars, we're going to get this much money." Yeah. Um, everyone gets a hundred bucks. That doesn't work because there's too many people who don't contribute in that way. Have no. Uh, they have no ability to like sell an implant yeah or or uh, tell someone how valuable a crown is is compared to a filling or hey this is you got to do it this way and this isn't super important so there's just too many of too many variables where it's like oh the doctor kind of needs to Get in there and do their
0: job. Yeah, we used to do it like that, and it's just—it's hard, you know. Just, just kind of give. It feels like you're almost giving money away because it just feels like, oh, we made this much money here. Everyone gets some, and here you go. So, you know, we used to do it like that. Here's some. Here's a thought I had,
1: and uh, this is what I wanted to roll back around to is—is, you know, I used to have the mentality of like, why am I paying people to do their job? Totally. This is your job. Why am I paying you? I'm already paying you. It's already baked in to like, here's your hourly, here's your benefits, do your job. And if you do your job better, maybe you get a raise. And so I was, I had kind of a bitter attitude for a very long time. And then, um, and then I, I developed a system that works really well in my practice that I saw super great. Uh, per, uh, results. Well, maybe I can adopt it. Please, share. So um, so I had to separate the—in my office, we had to separate the back office and the front office. Okay. So back office are anyone who's involved in treatment. So we do have extended function dental assistants and dental assistants. Um, and, uh, and
0: Maybe people don't know what the difference is.
1: Uh, one has more responsibilities and gets paid more money. That's okay. basically it. Um, but you have those people who are basically just doing the treatment that's on the schedule. In you know, in my practice, uh, I talk money probably the most with patients. I do have some uh, employees that will talk money, but that might be something that's kind of unique. I think in some dental practices, uh, I'm very upfront and eager to talk about money with my patients. So really, it's on me to get those. Not to you know, how does an implant end up on my schedule? Well, it's because I talked to them and I told them you need an implant. Here's why. Here's your totally. here's your risks. Here's your benefits. Here's your alternatives. and and uh what do you, what, what do you want to do? Yeah. And they choose to do that or not do that. So it's kind of that that kind of always felt like that's on me man. Like I can't put that on them. Like if I what if I'm terrible at that? Yeah. And they don't get their bonus cuz I suck at you know okay. telling people they need him. I'm too pushy maybe. Maybe uh whatever for whatever reason people aren't buying what I'm selling and and so they go the other direction and now like my my staff doesn't get bonuses because I suck. So that seemed not as effective. So um, but I but I knew I had to separate the front and the now the front office, hundred percent they're involved in that. You know, they get someone on the phone who's telling them on the phone, I'm interested in implants. I actually call them because I want to know how much is an implant? Yeah. That's the question. Oh, these are shoppers. You got shoppers on the line, man. You gotta reel that stuff in and convert that, like uh, like Lori does in your practice, right? So you got someone who's like, you know, that's that's a high ticket item, something we like to do. It's super helpful and beneficial to the patient. Uh, long term solving lots of problems so it's like it's a win win so you know you have staff who are like directly involved so i do bonus my staff in the front 100% on collections it's a it's a collections number but there's a twist i'll get to the twist in a second the, i'll explain the back staff it's super easy to explain to the back, what the back staff does the back staff gets commission on things that i don't want to talk about for example uh teeth whitening teeth whitening is not something that i we have, a, we have like a $99 deal for like life, so we make you bleach trays. You just come in and ask for bleach whenever you want. Super easy. I don't do in-house whitening very much. Uh, hardly ever. It's a little more expensive. People like to buy the $99, $99 deal, and they get bleaching forever. And it's DIY at, at home, right? Yeah. So I don't need to explain that. I can leave the room. They <clears> want <throat> to do that. My patients can take alginate impressions. They can take you know molds of your mouth. They can make the trays. So uh, they
0: get a percentage
1: of? They get 20 bucks or $15. $15 uh, every 20. case. Yeah, if they sell whitening, yeah, and I say sell, I've kind of accepted that term. Okay, and a lot of dentists don't. But well,
0: whitening is basically the one thing you can say it is a sale.
1: Well, yeah, if someone, but someone wants. So here's the thing: is that uh, to me, it's a benefit because I don't have to like be there, right? I don't have to spend five minutes telling you how to use this. Why do you want it? What are the pros? What are the benefits? Pros and cons. I just leave the room. Another would be a sonic here, toothbrush. I don't need to sell that. I don't need to talk about that. Um, if they ask, Hey, what, what kind of, should I buy this toothbrush you're selling in your office? I say, you know what? This little lady right here, she can talk to you all about that. And she'll tell you everything you need to know. They sell a hundred dollar toothbrush. They get 20 bucks. (laughs) Uh, there are things that they can do like, uh, sealants. you have certain insurance companies that sell that, that pay for sealants? They, my staff can do sealants start to finish. Uh, and they can tell you all the benefits of sealants and so they get a certain percentage of a sealant.
0: So what you're saying is that for anything that they have a direct correlation over, they have a direct effect over, they get bonus for that.
1: Yeah, I have a few things that get into um uh I explain it sometimes sometimes they do. One example that would be like a socket preservation bone graft after sure. having a tooth pulled. Yeah. It just takes a lot of time to explain that because I do a a ton of extractions. I see a lot of state Medicaid patients, which is just a population of people who pull a lot of teeth, need need a lot of teeth pulled. So it's something I want to offer every single person. It's not covered by state, so it costs money out of pocket. It's not a covered benefit by lots of insurance companies, so I I wanted that explained. But I'll leave the room. I'll say, hey, we're going to schedule you for this extraction. I'll see you next Tuesday. And then my staff will say, "Hey, you should think about this too. If you really, if you think you might want an implant someday, if you're not sure about that, but you think you might want that, it costs 150 bucks to do this. What's called a socket preservation bone. You're best filling a hole with bone particulates, basically. And that's something I don't need to be there for. So I've just developed a list of like, here's a list of everything. And here's you get you get a a fluoride varnish after a cleaning. I don't need to. If it's covered, no. If it's covered, great." I give a little benefit for that. If it's not covered, I think it's twenty-seven dollars is what we charge for that, and they get I think two dollars from that. And this all this adds up. So I got staff that are raking in uh, sixty bucks a week. But the the biggest thing is that they are determining what their bonus is. Yes, yes, and I benefit from them. You know this extra production that they're doing. Sure. It's, I think it's similar to your hygiene model yeah very similar on a smaller scale they're not they're not like I wouldn't consider them like producers but this is like allowing them to like produce essentially yeah they're producing a little bit so and it's the stuff out it adds up man so I got I got staff that are you know adding hundreds of dollars to their paycheck every month um, and that's done usually paid out every week they come in with a little piece of paper we keep track of all of it because I actually like when they come in asking for a raise, I calculate, well, here's how what you've been paid on bonuses. I calculate that back into your hourly rate. Yeah. Because they're going to say, I only get paid $21 an hour. I say, well, actually, if you're comparing this to like any other job that doesn't offer this, you're getting paid 23 dollars Totally. It's representative of a $2.5 raise. So, um, but just so you're comparing apples to apples. Okay. That's it for the back staff. Yeah. I buy lunch for my staff every day too. It's not a bonus. I don't consider that a bonus. That's just every day. It's a perk. We made a goal. We made a goal last year. Uh, It was a big goal, and and they killed it. So the part the deal was, I buy them lunch every day. So I buy them lunch every day. Is there a certain amount or from ten bucks? Ten bucks. We have a Postmates account, uh, or or Grubhub, DoorDash, all that stuff. So how has that been?
0: That sounds like an incredible idea. You
1: know, I got that idea from Craig Spodak from the Bulletproof Dental Practice podcast. He's been on our program before. And uh, he doesn't implement it anymore. Actually, he, had, he ran into some problems with it, he told cool. me. Uh, but I totally like, grabbed it from him. And uh, uh, I'll tell you, it's been great. They love it. And it probably costs me 2500 to $3,000 a month. So it's a it's a pretty penny. But I get a lot of staff loyalty. I get way less turnover. And when I need to hire almost without exception i can turn to my staff and say there's a job opportunity available and they will send me someone who they already know from a previous job hmm. and bring them over to us and which is a very high form of praise and for me personally because it's like i don't have to put an ad out on indeed yeah, I, mean, I don't have to craigslist this crap i gotta you know i got a I i got an internal referral system because they say oh they buy us lunch every day they pay well and they have bonus systems so it works that's worked out really really well yeah surprisingly uh any system is surprising that works well um with this now the front staff here's the twist now i say uh, let's just make numbers easy let's just say a hundred thousand dollars is the goal if you make a hundred thousand dollars i will give you all and i take i take a number and i say let's say i'll give you a thousand dollars to split between four employees okay Here's the problem with that, and the problem I ran that used to be my whole thing. That used to be my whole thing. I had to it had to evolve a little bit, and so this is what it evolved to. What happened was a couple things. Number one, it's all arbitrary. It's just kind of like, hey, here's a here's a decent chunk of change, something that I wanted to like motivate them with, like, hey, 250 bucks at the end of the month. It's great. Um, uh, the numbers are a little bit bigger than that. It won't be like specific numbers, uh, but I will say this: What happens is that Let's say they hit $100,000 on the 25th of the month. Okay. And they get a whole load of checks in the mail from insurance companies. You're incentivized to hold on to those checks and deposit them for the next month. (laughs) And I caught them doing this. Caught them doing it. Caught them doing it. Red-handed. You're not being serious. Oh, I'm being serious. Oh, yeah. Oh yeah, dude. They Whoa. were hoarding it. And I tell you what, what I caught them doing was like the Here's the thing. Oh. What if the mail comes the day before? What if the mail comes on the 31st of the month? And it's like you made your bonus. Like now you want to start working towards next month's bonus. Listen, this is just the way they think. Like when you when you when you incentivize in this way. So it's either you shouldn't incentivize this way, which you've already taken care of that. Like your system like doesn't really incentivize that way specifically. Um, like once you reach a bonus, there's like other ways that you get your bonus uh, money. So what I said is, well, at this level, I have already kind of run away from my overhead, my 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 fixed costs. Like I've already said, a hundred thousand. Let's say my hundred thousand is like, let's say my costs are fifty thousand. Like it's, it represents a fifty percent overhead. At that point, if I double their bonus. For, Let's say collecting $10,000 more. So I say now we have a tiered system of yeah. bonuses. So basically $100,000. Yeah, a twist. Yeah, this is a twist. Here's the twist. This is a little twist here. All right, I got it. But, 000, hey, Everyone
0: listening, here's the twist.
1: It's coming, guys. $100,000, and it's a three tiered system. $100,000 gets you $1,000. $110,000, which is not that much of a stretch, but you double your bonus. So now you get $2,000, so I double it. And I double it again if we go up to 120. So now I essentially, you go from $1,000 to $4,000, you can quadruple your bonus by collecting 20% more. So that has created so many months of these like, just a a, a chicken with your head cut off scramble of my staff collecting (laughs) gobs of money from people offering pre-treatment discounts, which I allow them to do. 10% off for paying up front, and they go nuts. They call people on the phone, they're just going crazy because all of a sudden, so now there's no incentive to hoard money. If they cuz it's so easy to get to that next level.
0: Where did you get this idea?
1: Uh, this one I this one is on me, dude.
0: Yeah, everyone,
1: this is Brady Smith. This is my my crazy brain finding a problem and just trying to solve it and saying, what are they doing? Here's the problem. They're hoarding money. They're incentivized like once not only are they incentivized to hoard money, they're in, they're not incentivized, they've got the goal already. And I want them to get their goal. Like I want them to. So the way this tier system works is like the third tier is very difficult to get. It's attainable, but it's got to be a really good month. And if it's a good month, I'm going to shell out and right now I'll tell you I'll tell you the numbers that I pay out. The numbers that I pay out for Uh, the third tier goal is about $6,000 that's split amongst four, four individuals. So So it's a, it's, it's 1500 bucks. It's good money, which is really, really good money at that level of income. So it, it essentially represents about 10 days of work that they're getting bonus. 10 days of, it's about a third of their paycheck. Yeah. Added in as bonus. So they go crazy and they go, it really, really has worked well. Uh, but, uh, now they're incentivized because they, and, and what they do is in the beginning, they know now it's the beginning of the month. It's the little things in the beginning that make the difference. Because if you're going to land at 100 or 110, 110 is really close to 120. So, um, and then at, at that point, if we reach this third tier of goal, I've already done the math in my head, so I know we're killing it at that point. Yeah. We're killing it. So at that point, I don't care if they hoard checks for the next month. I probably should actually encourage that because it's like now we want my next month to be good because this month's already really good. So, I've, how long have you been doing this? Uh this has been I've been doing this for about 3 or 4 years. Wow. Yeah, I started it in my practice my other practice. Yeah. Uh, which I don't work at anymore. Now I do it
0: just at the Canvas location that I have. So, it works really well. You know, what I like is going back to even just the very very first topic we talked about is it it's clear. Right? It, yeah. It's 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 kind. Mhm. And, you know, and, and it's kind to them because they know what they're they know what their objective is
1: they know their objective is i'm never going to change it if they are a dollar short they don't get it it has to be over the line this has gotten really close sometimes i've even had employees when they're like fifteen dollars short or like a hundred dollars short they pool their money together and they try to pay me money in which case i don't accept that and i just say fine i'll just give you the goal but uh, but li- literally the, the money has to the money, I should change that because I should make them actually pay me money. That's what I should do. <laughs> because I, I, I just realized just now, just now, I just realized I tell them that I, I draw a hard line, but then I don't actually draw a hard line. Well, it's about time you do.
0: I know. I've been duped, dude. <laughs> I, I, don't, I think you're doing pretty well. What, what I like about yeah. this, I, again, um, super clear, right? They work together as a team. Which I really like. Yeah. I like that they're all pulling their weight.
1: Well, yeah. And here's the thing. When you when you start measuring overhead and you start measuring in a practice, what's the difference in what you normally collect and then what you normally collect plus ten percent in what it represents in a paycheck. Because that last ten percent, if you can like increase it doesn't seem like a lot to increase your your product production or productivity by ten percent. But if you're actually doing that and you've already run away from your overhead and you're hitting like because the difference between a 50% overhead and a 40% overhead is a huge amount of money. That is a huge amount of money. And it's, it's something that I can't even like really explain it unless you like look at the numbers and like we could have a whole podcast about this. But um, So it makes it very easy to say, hit 100, X, 110,000, 2X, and then 120,000,
0: 4X. So do any back staff get jealous on front
1: staff? We ask, we ask that, that each we, 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 we have had the meetings with back staff and the front, and front staff. And we and asked them, ask them to, talk to talk to each, each other about their systems. systems because we tell both of them that we don't want someone to get jealous or resentful. Uh, but I have told the back staff uh, they know that they're on a they're on, they know that they're on like a collection system. I've told them if there is any complaints, I'm just going to take away the system. So. I threaten a lot, and, <laughs> and uh, so I, so no, there has, that has not come up. Interesting. At least not to me. It hasn't come to my attention yeah. that they're upset because the front staff does bonus more. They have certainly more potential for bonus. Here's the thing, though. If we have a crappy month, they don't bonus anything. So they have months. We have months where we don't bonus, definitely. Most months we bonus at least at the first tier because I've made it to where I want that to happen like I definitely am putting that at a very graspable uh position, right? So, it's the third one that I really kind of put out there is like if we hit this, you know, we're buying, you know, we're 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 buying nice things for we we'll buy an extra Costco run for everybody. We're getting really excited about things.
0: So, does that mean also that your 30 60 90 buckets of accounts receivable have diminished drastically?
1: This might be another topic because I don't really care about my ninety thirty sixty ninety day counts receivable. I um, probably differ in philosophy on that. I, I do have staff that go over that if there's if the, if that's there to go get, they go get it. Um, but I would tell them, never sacrifice anything in the present for something in the past. never. so if you have a patient on the phone who's calling now a new patient, and you're on hold with Delta Dental about some crown that I did 90 days ago, I want you to hang up with Delta Dental and talk to that person on the phone who's calling. Do not put them on hold. So I have very strong feelings about working in the present versus working in the past.
0: Yeah, (laughs) I mean, I I definitely can see that. I I actually don't know
1: what my 90-day accounts receivable looks like, no idea. I have no idea, and I, it wouldn't be a metric that I would look at, uh, maybe out of just curiosity. Uh, if I found, let's say I found a for let's say it was $100,000. Uh, I might ask a few questions. <laughs> but what I'm thinking is, like, what kind of resources do I have to allocate to that? To, uh, and what does that sacrifice in the present to try to go after that? why did that get that way in the first place? That's what I try. We try to pre-collect on everything. So the idea, my first question would be, why do I even have that? That's where, some, I did something wrong to even get that to that point. And so, yeah, that's a maybe a different.
0: I, I'm excited for another podcast. Yeah, we should talk about that. Or I'll just listen in on uh, whatever, yeah, that, that's exciting.
1: And it's happened before and I've definitely had experience in, in trying to go after large accounts receivable and definitely hit brick walls. Yeah. You know, where you're like, no, they're not going to, you got patience, you got you to, tell patients they got to pay me or insurance companies to pay me. Either way, it sucks. Yeah. Either way, it's a crappy s- situation. And I'd rather not deal with it. I'd rather just have,
0: you know, people... I I love this idea about, uh, you know, being the present. Like, that is the that's the most control that you have.
1: Like, if a, if a staff said, hey, let me... Maybe we could work some kind of deal where they would come in afterwards and I'd give them a percentage of anything they get. But you're coming in on your own. I'm not paying overtime for that. And... I just don't want anything to sacrifice what we're doing presently, right? We have to pay attention. We have patients here right now. I don't want them waiting across the counter from you, and you're not paying attention to them because you're on the phone with Delta Dental. I'm not going to, like, and you've been on hold for 20 minutes, so you don't want to hang up because you'll, you'll lose your place in the queue. And that's, like, unacceptable to me. That patient needs your attention right now. Hang up. Show them your attention. And on your own time, you can do that. Maybe I'll incentivize you some way to do that in the yeah. future.
0: Interesting. Can I can I ask one more question? Definitely. Uh the idea about a Christmas bonus. Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm sure this uh many thoughts along these lines. Yeah. Uh or end of year, right? End of year Christmas, uh kind of go hand in hand. Just, I,
1: d- I do a Christmas bonus. You do? Yeah.
0: I used to. It's a couple hundred bucks. I don't. You don't now? Mm. Why? Because I don't think that anyone should get bonus just because of the time of the year. Now I give them gifts. I
1: I agree with that. I give
0: them gifts yeah, but I don't give them money a, just because what it turned into were the team members that were not that I was frustrated with right that were yeah. not not working the way that I wanted them to. all of a sudden they were getting a pretty large bonus. Yeah, at the end, of the, and at the end of the year, for no reason, except that it was Christmas.
1: Yeah, I do give bonuses at Christmas time. I increase them by seniority in the office. It's people who have been there, so my practice is like four years old. People who have been there the whole four years get a bigger bonus than people who have been there for six months. Um, I don't have any problem with that. I've yeah. never, and and I don't I don't think they've ever shared. It's in an envelope. We have stockings and stuff, and we put some stuff in there. I give it to them, um before Black Friday, so I give it to them like around Thanksgiving. So they can take advantage of Black Friday stuff. And that's their Christmas bonus. And then at the actual Christmas time, they don't get anything. So I do that. I, I will tell you this. My practice philosophy has changed in the last like probably three years to where I am far more generous with staff than I used to be. Far more. Because I've seen a lot of benefits come from it. And they make my life so much easier. And I need them. They're crucial to me. But I, I do agree with you in principle. It's not deserved. But to me, I'm buying something. I'm buying some loyalty. I'm buying, hey, it's another quiver in my arrow so, holder. So do
0: you give them gifts? No. Yeah, so we bought every— But my
1: wife rags on me all this. She's like, you got to give them gifts. I, yeah, like, so, I do.
0: It's money. Yeah, and so I give them like hunter boots, right, the entire team. Everybody get a pair of hunter boots. Okay. Or a coach purse. Yeah. Or, you know, things along
1: those lines. Or. But then you still got someone who doesn't want a coach purse. They would rather have the money. That's what I always hate about it. And I my wife says you should have a Christmas party. And I say, never. Never. Because someone doesn't want it. Someone doesn't want to come. Someone thinks it's stupid. And I'm gonna spend my money and invest my time. They don't wanna hang out with their boss. I don't believe that for a second. And if I said, Hey, this dinner is gonna cost me two thousand dollars, would you rather me split that evenly amongst the staff and pay you? Ninety-nine percent of the people Are gonna say just give us the money. That's just the that's just the hard reality of what I've experienced.
0: Yeah, I think it definitely varies. You know, we do. uh, You know, we we so we've changed. It used to be. I mean, it was very classic holiday party. My dad and my uncle with the whole gift exchange Mm -hmm. and how much are you spending on the gift and doing the whole you know getting the numbers and trying my, you know, it was the same dinner every year or whatever, what it was, it was hosted by my dad or my uncle. And yeah. And so then they kind of expected that to continue on. And we did it for a couple of years and we're like, what are we doing? This is, And then they, the gifts started to get, you know, the gifts that we were giving to the team yeah. as well started to get bigger. And then they were kind of expecting more. And so then you're like, okay, now do we invite the husbands? Do the husbands get a gift? Um, all those different things. And so it started- what if you get, don't have a husband? Right. So they bring right? somebody else um or do they come solo i mean all these different things so yeah for sure a lot of different options so we decided to go back to what what is our purpose
1: right Right. it it sounds like it wasn't clear it wasn't very clear right and so you change things because it was more clear it was
0: gone off of precedence history not on what we were actually trying to do so our objective is to you know the 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 greater good uplifting others Mm -hmm. so we in the last number of years have changed our christmas party into uh, a service So we now go and we um, combine our dinner. Like maybe one year we did uh, Chick-fil-A for everybody. Mm -hmm. And then we went and we bought gifts for Battle Woman Shelter. And then we went and we delivered the gifts together. And so the party was actually the service. It's a
1: little more in keeping with the spirit of Christmas, too.
0: Yeah. And then we did, you know, last year we did, we wrapped the presents for the Salvation Army. So we went. And we had a catered dinner just in our office. I love it. Yeah, and that's where they got their gifts. And then we went together and we wrapped gifts for all the kids. was super, cool, super cool. Yeah. So that yeah. that kind of party, it makes a difference. Yeah. And there is more unity there, and it's a, according to what we're trying to do anyway, and that's what we want. And so you,
1: you've inspired me to put more thought into uh, activities with my staff. I appreciate that. There
0: you go. But you yeah. know, but on the flip side, right? We don't give them money anymore, so they don't they don't get it. And yeah. we, we give them a gift, but the idea was that we don't want a monetary bonus to be just because it's this, you know, a certain time of year. And we want to be more generous during <sighs> all of the year. Yeah. So we, we try and be more generous, and we let them know that up front. Like, our purpose is here to uplift others, and this is, it's it doesn't have a season. Yeah. And so I get really jaded, I think.
1: Because I think in my mind, I'll tell you why I do things. is because I'm like, that's what they want. They just want frickin' money. That's all they want. And not not like it's a bad thing, but it's like, I'm in a very different financial situation than my staff. Sure. Most of them. Yep. And, uh, you know, I want to do what makes the biggest difference for them. And, and I don't want to deal with like unhappy people. And just in general, no one is unhappy being handed a couple hundred bucks. Some people might be like, I'd rather have a thoughtful gift. I think that's a rare personality trait, to to be honest. People want the money. So that's my that's my uh, that's my uh, experience. Anyways, we have talked about a lot of cool stuff. Yeah, this is all all good. I hope this has been beneficial for people because I think a bonus system. I mean, listen, you gotta you gotta man, it's hard.
0: You gotta try things. Yeah, I, I'm actually gonna. I I like a lot of things that you had said. I'm excited to try some of them.
1: Yeah, it's. Um, I'm telling the tier system. If you do have a collection policy, if you tweak it a little bit to make that tier system, I'm telling you. I have had so many months where we hit tier one and I thought we we're going to stop. And then it's like gangbusters, dude. And it has, it has netted me. I promise you thousands and thousands of dollars and just, boom, just, just, they're just, they just, they get so hungry for that next little tier and it's so close.
0: They go nuts. So I've had a very, very big success with that. Could I just, uh, share with, um, just as a final thought, the, uh, the books that, I'd recommend in case of anyone likes some of the ideas. That definitely, definitely. So Sure way. Yeah, yeah. So the book um, Essentialism by Gregory McEwen, mm-hmm. it's uh, a fantastic read. Or listen, actually, it's better listen because he has an English accent.
1: Oh, he reads, oh, immediately sounds smarter. I mean, right. brilliant. Than my stupid voice in my head reading it to yeah. myself. And
0: I actually yeah. went to college with him. Oh, did you? And then I found, when I saw it, uh What's funny is that my financial advisor actually recommended the book to me. He's like, it's by this guy, Gregory I, He, It's just right up your alley. It's just like the way that you think. And I started listening to it. I'm like, Gregory McEwen. I know that guy. I know that guy. Oh, he's just, What? No. <laughs> I, yeah, totally. I'm incredible. Right. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Brene Brown has a couple. Uh, Daring Greatly and Dare to Lead are two incredible books. Okay. As well as some others. Um, the Ideal Team Player by Patrick Lencioni. I think that's how you pronounce his last name.
1: I'll, I'll agree with you on that.
0: Yeah, that, that one's a good one. Have you read that one?
1: Uh, no, I was Listen. agreeing with the pronunciation of oh, his name. Oh, okay, yes. that's what I, I, don't, I don't know that book.
0: It's, it's a very good one. Uh, Start With Why, obviously, by Simon Sinek, as well as The Infinite Game by Simon Sinek, as mm-hmm. well as Leaders Eat Last by Simon Sinek. It's, yeah. Uh, you know, those, those three are... I know are, those ones. I haven't read those ones. Those are, those are fantastic. I've watched some of Simon Sinek's uh, TED Talks. Yeah.
1: His his, uh, speaking engagements. Yeah. so
0: Very good. The book that I just finished, actually, that that doesn't have exactly with bonus system, but I'm going to implement a number of different things that we've been starting to do. It's called Creativity Inc. It's the book about Pixar, about uh, how to keep your uh, atmosphere creative. But there are so many great things about how you motivate the team and things you can do with... uh, feedback and I mean it, it, it's an incredible listen by the guy who founded Pixar. Yeah. So uh, that's a good one too. But the, all of those books that I've read um, have greatly affected my practice. Yeah. And the way that we approach our business and I think that you know besides just listening to leadership things what what you decide to how you're going to lead and what you stand for. Yeah. Getting clear on that. Yeah. If there's anything else that you know anyone who listened from anything i would say is that getting clear on what you stand for and then bonusing on that thing whatever that is so that people can be clear on who you are yeah i think is, is really big for me uh
1: we've said it all at least most of it uh thank you for coming on the podcast tonight appreciate that thank you for fixing all my crappy veneers uh, that come your way that I have running around town. I appreciate that immensely. <laughs> can can we do music next time? Uh,
0: possibly. Uh, I mean, in what capacity? What are you I, talking about? I just oh, the the answer is of course. It, it, can there be a, a a music segment on the Drill Podcast if I were invited back? I just I mean the amount of.
1: I mean, our goal is essentially to move to a 100 percent music podcast <laughs> where we sing the entire podcast. <laughs> oh, I just
0: I, you guys. The answer I, is yes. Do, do people know how good you are
1: at um at what on the guitar? Uh, I haven't told them, but you can tell them, tell them you guys tell them it's, it is hard to,
0: it's hard to overstate someone who says (laughs) that they really don't play the guitar and then can play almost anything. I mean, as well as those who played it originally. I mean that's what that who that is who Brady Smith is. It's it's a, he is an incredibly talented guitar player. Well thank you. So and that's it's very super nice fun and... super fun to jam.
1: We uh uh we de- we used to jam a long time ago. Yeah, it was that good. was fun. That was, it was like a folksy type of uh type of vibe that we I'm,
0: did. I'm a more Mumford and Sons type of guy and that's that's my kind of I like Mumford group. and Sons, yeah. So. yeah. uh I,
1: I I am in a band. I'm in a I'm in a cover band. Your brother used to sing for us. That's true. Lives in Guam. It's harder to sing from Guam. Ugh, it's harder to do a lot of things from Guam. I imagine, like just be plugged into the world. Yeah, yeah. Anyways, uh, yeah. We don't play anymore because of COVID, and live music obviously transmits COVID really fast. Apparently, yeah. so it, yeah. we can't have live music going on anywhere. Um, I I hope you live in a state if you're listening to this where you have live music because I love live music, and that sucks we, right now. That's why we started a band. At some point, we will we will uh, perform again. We'll have you out to sing a guest. I'd love, I'd love to if be a like guest that. singer, be play great. some violin. Yeah, I could do some that. Some
0: mandolin, mando. Yeah, yeah. All
1: right, everybody. Uh, Greg Gillespie. People can find you somewhere.
0: Yes, uh, smile with Gillespie is my Instagram okay. handle. That's probably the best place to find me. And uh, Gillespie Hit him up, guys. Thank you so much for coming
1: on the program tonight. Listen, everybody. Uh, uh, thank you for listening, everybody. We'd love for you to tell your friends about our podcast and subscribe and leave a review follow us on all the social media stuff and join us next week when we have maybe a guest maybe just me i don't know but better tune in to find out thanks everybody talk to you later